0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. Today I'm joined by Max and by Manny. We're going to discuss the Bournemouth game, touch on the Arsenal ladies and how well they're doing, have a Gooner debate, and much, much more. Remember, check out our content on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Enjoy the show. Good morning, good evening, so we're, um, we're trans, trans world, is it, is it is that what we call it? Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, it's Fergus, uh, joined by Manny, who's really talkative over this time of the morning, and also joined by Max, Max is from, wait, Max, introduce yourself.
1: Hello all, um, Max from the Arse Brothers rank Cast here in sunny, sunny Melbourne this evening.
0: And you've already cracked one open, haven't you?
1: I have, mate. I've uh, played golf. I've been to the gym. It's half six on a 33-degree blue sky Australian day. So now the beer was off. definitely in order.
0: Oh, fucking 33 degrees. we got about eight degrees. and that, It's not too bad, but...
1: Uh, well, don't forget, Melbourne is the London of Australia. It's the most shit weather. If you ever wanted to move out of England, don't move to Melbourne. And what do you do out in Melbourne? Uh... In between podcasts, Fergus, now I like to think of myself as a podcaster. But oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Obviously, that, we're, we're all media gurus, aren't we?
1: Ab- absolutely. But what makes me my, my finite amount of money is I own a, a lovely little gym bar uh, in a really nice suburb in Melbourne, in Richmond, called Bowerbird. And that's what I've been doing for the last two years, but 18 years pulling pints of beer for people, and this is where I ended up.
0: So as we used to say when I was at school, you've got you get, got to get yourself into a Bowerbird. <laughs> The reason for that is I went to the Maris Brothers School in Athlone in Ireland, and the girls' school opposite was the Bower, and the name of your bar is a Bowerbird, so get yourself into Bowerbirds.
1: Well, I'm glad it has some synergies for you, Fergus. Some good memories before you've been.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going we're gonna to do uh, the podcast today, and the podcast is going to be touching on um, the Arsenal ladies, who are, have a 100% record. We're going to look at the Bournemouth game. Um, we'll touch briefly very very much um on the prediction league and the position that manny's in um and we'll do our guna debate which uh max has come up with a few um topics for us to, to discuss on there and we'll go from there you ready to go guys
1: magic let's crack in
0: Right. So remember, you can check us out on gunsandyellowribbons.com. A lot of our other content is on there. So we've got, uh, up to date match blogs, um, and topics on there. So have a, have a look at that. Also, we have done, and there should be posted before this one, a couple of Gooner to Gooner, um, podcasts, which are like half hour sections. I've done one with Troy Reed, who done the, um, uh, Lucas Torreira, uh, blog on the, the 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 website and I've done one with our co-founder uh, Boston Ozel, aka Mike uh, so they are up this week hope you enjoy them and enjoy this so the Arsenal ladies went away to Everton yesterday and they won 4-0 Dan- Danielle uh, van der Donk fires Arsenal to lead before the break captain Jordan Nobbs, uh scores and striker Vivian I never know how to say this one Medema nets a brace after the restart. So uh, the Arsenal uh, continue the 100% record and Everton are bottom. Arsenal so, ladies well done, flying
1: girls. high. Well done, girls. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, they are the most successful team in women's football because uh, I think they've won the league seven or eight times. Uh, they went off the boil for a little while, uh, but they're, they're back flying high, flying high. At times, Not we find asshole. it
1: hard enough to get a... Men's football out here, let alone getting ladies' football out here, and Arsenal player doesn't do a doesn't do a fantastic job, really, of getting that much out to us either. But we'd love to watch more from them, because uh, whenever I flick it on, I'm always impressed by the the skill level.
0: Did you see that um, Danielle uh, um, Danielle's skills? I'll, I'll put it up on Twitter and on Arsenal fans forum as well. There's a little meme of her skills. Bloody hell, she's good. That's Although, a no, then. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, um, so have to Bournemouth, check that one out. We're firm. playing good.
1: No, I'll have to check that one out when you put it up.
0: Yeah, I put it up yesterday. I'll I'll send you a link afterwards, and and you can see it. So, Bournemouth, um, we play Bournemouth on Sunday at one thirty. We get football back after this fucking Nations
2: League. It's crap. Thing. Oh, it's crap. It's 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 so boring. Fergus, it's, it is so boring. It's like it's it's glorified friendlies, and you know they they try to make it into this this tournament. So it, it's fake. It's 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 like it's like Twinkies. I don't know if you've ever had Twinkies before, but they're the most. No, my dis- body's a temple. <laughs> <laughs> says
0: the
1: says the bloke. We were all worried he was opening a beer at six thirty in the morning.
2: It wasn't <laughs> me having a beer, it was you? Your body is a temple. Do you want to tell the people what happened when I tried to take you to the gym?
0: You never took me to the gym, and I don't want to exactly. go to the gym
2: exactly. But apparently, your body's a temple. But yeah. no, the, have the, you seen the size is- of these
0: temples over here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, um, yeah, the no, the Nations League is like the Twinkies of football, like just fake and, and made in a lab, and they're trying to to shoot like they tried to shove it in our face, and nobody's really buying it unless you're an England fan who's getting you know, boner because they're in the semis or something, you know how it is, but yeah, it's crap.
1: I think if you're Did having you to put go- up videos to explain to people weekly how this thing works and how the group A works and then the group B and then the relegation and then the team. And then if there's not a team in that group and that group finishes something, if you were to put up that much explanation about it, it's a shit idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Let's talk about real, f- real football. What 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 are you expecting with the Bournemouth game? Looking at some of the stats, head-to-head, Arsenal have um, uh, have won four um uh, but we've played six, uh, and there's only been one draw, which was um, at Arsenal. Uh, but we've won four at Arsenal and one away, uh, three at home. Um, recent meetings, the last meeting is um, we lost, and um, was when Wenger was still in charge. We lost two one at Bournemouth, and I think that was probably one of the the starts of the final descent and of the Wenger era. But... Um, Top goal scorer is our goal scorer Obamyang, followed by Callum Wilson. So, who wants to go first?
2: I'll let the guest go first. Thank you, Manny. Um,
1: look, I'm expecting a, a a reaction. Is what I'm expecting from last week, from from that really low energy, low energy performance from the guys, where no one really looked. I didn't think anyone looked really bad last week. I just thought everyone looked like they just weren't quite at it. And I said in the in the Ars Brothers podcast with Toby the week before after the Liverpool one that I expected it to be very difficult for the players to get up because I thought that everyone, except for the front three, but everyone else had played to almost their top possible level. So I'm expecting the guys to get an absolute bollocking from Emery in the week. I'm expecting them to be... Well prepped, well drilled, and Bournemouth are flying high, so I'm expecting Bournemouth to maybe come out and play. And I think whereas Wolves sat, Bournemouth might come out and have a go early on, and we might get away with it. So I'm 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 predicting three one to the Arsenal.
0: Okay. Um, Bournemouth are just a uh, a point or so behind us in the league as well. They're they're, the next spot in the league. They're sixth in the league. So it's not going to be any easy walk in the park. And as you said, Wolves was a difficult game. I think uh, a very good point about playing out of our skins for Liverpool is like, Players that get so far in the World Cup, they come back and they're flat. If it, the French players and so on, when they got to the World Cup final, some of the English players, well, they were Tottenham them the shit. Um, they, the, the you know, I think you just play out your skin and, and, and everything was building up to that game. Even our podcast beforehand was, it's the game, you know, it's the Emory Judgment Day and everything else. So, yeah, hopefully, um, over the last couple of weeks, the majority, I know there was a few Arsenal players on international duty, but not as many as normal. And I'm hoping that the players that remained at London Colney will have had a, a rocket shoved up their ass and, um, and, 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 and we put a performance in. Manny?
1: I think it'll be um, interesting to see what happens with Lacazette and Aubameyang as well, because I've been saying for a couple of weeks, I think one of them's got to get sat down. I don't mind which one. I just want to be able to bring something on at 60 minutes when it's not going and be able to bring on a bit of dynamite up top. So... It'll be interesting for me, definitely.
2: Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm expecting the Aubameyang to sit on the bench for a bit. for um, Just for a, a balanced perspective and just a bit of firepower off the bench since we lost Welbeck. And Aubameyang is like the perfect person to bring on after like 60, 70 minutes you know, after Lacazette has pretty much battered, you know, the, the central defenders and just wore them down. And then you've got Aubameyang coming on with his pace and if, if we can find him and if we can play to his strengths. um, I just think that he, since we lost Wobbs, well, I think Obama getting sitting on the bench is not a bad thing. And it keeps him so, honest as well because I think he, I, I don't know that there's something going on with him. I think, you know, the effects of, What's going on with the national team, with Gab- the Gabon national team and with him missing chances that he would usually bury. I think it's getting on top of him a little bit. So I think he needs to be sat down for a, for so a game. So who do you thing.
0: start in this place?
2: Um I'll put it will be out on the left hand side. Um And and this is the issue I have, you know, on, on, on the right. With oh. Gotta persevere
1: with and. Got to persevere with Mikatari. I know he's been crap. But if you if you look at him strictly from a perspective of how many dangerous situations he ends up in, it might just be an idea to persevere with him and stop pulling him in and out of the team and playing him in different squads and different positions. He doesn't look very
0: interested, though.
1: Oh, I, I, first couple of games of the season, I thought he was shit hot. I thought he was on, and then he mm. just went flat, and I have thought he's been crap for a couple of weeks. But I just feel like at some point... I know as Arsenal fans, we're all getting quite excited about this interchangeability and not having that old-fashioned Arsene Wenger mentality of saying we've got a set eleven and we're going to stick with them. But at some point, we have got to lock into something and say we're going to stick with this and see if it works.
2: I don't know. I don't know. What, M- what- Mkhitaryan and he's like you, like you said, he he gets into dangerous positions and then he fucks up. Yeah, like his time. final ball is his final ball's poor. Um, I don't. Out of the eleven that started against Liverpool, I thought he was he was lazy, and he's got that about him. Like tracking back is not his thing. You can tell it's it's something that he's being forced to do. Um, I don't know. If he starts, I feel like Bournemouth will have a field day on that on that left hand side. They will expose him time and again for his lack of you know defensive um, know how and his his defensive um, well. You know what I'm trying to say. But I don't, you, I don't who have know. you got on
1: the? Who have you got on the right there, Manny? Uh, this is our biggest problem of the year.
2: It really is, uh, and and it, it's something that that we were talking about a lot on on this podcast. We needed a winger. We needed a winger. We needed width. We needed that. Um. Oh, Jesus. Eddie. Oh, I don't know. Underdone. I don't he's know. Got, he's got to get a run
0: at some point and I think where you said you'd bench a I don't think we can bench a I think the impact player you would have coming on, if you had a on one side, a wolby on the other side, you could bring on Mkhitaryan and you could bring on Eddie as impact players afterwards. Like Mikaterion got slated in for his performance in the Wolves game. He takes one cross come shot and it's a goal and we rescue a point.
2: Oh, I don't, I don't know. If, like I, guess I don't know that. To, thank God I'm not Emery because yeah, he's got a, he's got a decision to make on that side. The thing is, if he plays Aubameyang on on the left, all right, and, and let's hope Monreal comes back. Let, please let's hope Monreal comes back. Obameyang um, is not the best at, at at tracking back either. So again, that leaves. Monreal exposed. So either way, on each wing, we're, we're looking at exposure. If you go for Bame and if you go for uh, Mkhitaryan on the right hand side, that's what I'm saying. Start the Wobie on the left. On the right, I don't know, I don't know. It's a, it's a, con- right, it's a
1: conundrum. We we could sit here for we could sit here all night tonight going over who's going to play on the right and who's the. The only thing I will say is that it's time to just put a Wobie on the left where he belongs, where he gives us that power and he's got that link up. It's where he's played best. I don't think he plays that well on the right. And that's why I, I agree with you 100%, Manny. I've been saying it for weeks. Maybe Obamiang is one of the best weapons in the Premiership against a tiring defence at 60 minutes when, when we had Welbeck, when you've got players like Welbeck and Awobi and Lacazette going and battering defences, and then he comes mm. on and cuts through them like a knife through butter.
2: Yeah, I mm. agree. I agree, and that Bournemouth defense is decent as well. I mean, well. who says they're, they're that? Who says savvy.
1: that a player just because he costs fifty, six, sixty odd million pounds, who says that he can't come on off the bench? If he's coming on and scoring braces, you're getting value for him. And I've thought Aubameyang's heads dropped in the last couple of weeks. I thought he kept a smile on his face for the whole season, but last couple of weeks, I think he's starting to sit there and think, "What am I doing stuck out here on the left?"
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've got I'm, yeah, things are getting on top of him a bit. And the thing is he was having his best period coming off the bench, you know, so yeah, I mean putting him back on there. I I'm I'm all for that. It's just my issue is, is that right hand side. It will be, is more effective on the left. That's where he drives and he can cut in and he can find those, those little passes, which he has improved quite a bit this season. Um, it's just that right hand side just scares me. Whoever starts out there, we, we've got a weakness. So it really doesn't matter because we don't have an out and out winger over there. So, oh God. Yeah. Mind, you, mind you, for Bournemouth
0: they've got us at home, and then the following week they're away to Man City. So, um, and then they've got away to Huddersfield and um, home, sorry, home to Huddersfield and home to Liverpool. So they've got a a, a big few games. Oh shit! Then they got Wolves and Chelsea. So they've got they've got um, a big big December coming up. So they all have to do a lot of rotation. But maybe you we're at the top of that. Um, fixed your list for them so we're going to get it full on I would have thought just they yep. they, they were unlucky to lose against man united yep. um uh you know and again yeah they're, they're doing all right on the table they're doing alright on the table might yeah,
1: be a, a false negative
2: might be yeah
1: he's a cracking coach I, I was i was talking about him for arsenal when we were talking no. about restructuring and just needing a coach i, mean, I, I never really said it Full on, but I said someone like that, I still think could come in and do a job. And they're drilled and they play, and I think they're going to come out and have a real crack at us. Why wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, they will. They will. They'll be up for it. A lot of those players didn't go on international breaks, and they've been they've been planning for this. You know, I mean, since since their last Premier League fixture. So, oh yeah, they're going to come out and they're going to come at us. I think the first twenty minutes, the first twenty to thirty minutes is going to be tough, and we're going to be hanging on.
0: And it's a small ground. <clears throat> it's a small ground as well. Um, they will they'll create a big atmosphere down there, and we've only got I think we get about twelve hundred allocation. I know our boys will be noisy, but uh, Bournemouth will make will make some noise and 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 make it a a difficult place to go to. Callum Wind- Callum Wilson as well. You know he's just had his England call up. Uh, he, he'll he'll be on top of the world. Who who else do you see as a main threat for Bournemouth?
2: Um, that young lad Brooks um, in in midfield he's decent. Um Ryan Fraser as well. I can't believe like we we've got a player in the Premier League who's actually smaller than Torreira in in Ryan Fraser. He's tiny. I think he's like 5'4, five, 5'4 five something like that. But he's he's decent as well. Um they got that um oh I think it's Jefferson Lerma in midfield. Who is big, strong, puts a tackle in? Yeah, he's gonna be all over Özil like a rash if he's fit because he did come off against Newcastle. Uh, but he's decent in midfield. Um, yeah, the, those those are my threats. As well. And I think Junior Stanislas as well, pacey and can whip a nice ball in too. So yeah, they've they've got some weapons. Anything I think they're right, a bit Max?
1: more of a sum of their parts. They're a bit more of a sum of their parts team than I think they are. A, you know, a direct single single threat team I just think like like Manny said I think they're well drilled uh, like you said I think they've got a big tough run coming for them and they're going to get stuck in and they're going to come at us and I mean based on a lot of what we've seen this year from Arsenal I mean if you're going to get it Arsenal get it in the first 30 minutes really only the Liverpool game where we've come out and looked the business from the first whistle so look it'll be interesting like I said my, my first reaction was to be worried about this game. My second reaction was to think there's got to be such a bloody rocket up some well-played players' asses coming into this game to say we've had three draws in a row. Was it three draws or two draws? Two or three draws in a row. Let's go, boys. We 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 can't fall off the back of the pack, especially not after that Liverpool performance, so... It may end up, if they come at us, I think it's going to end up being better for us that they come at us because it will allow our technical high-touch players to get in and around and behind them and I think we'll do all right. I'd rather that than them sitting.
0: Mm. Well, we've had three draws in a row in the league. I think four overall when you put in um, uh, the sporting game as well. So it's four draws in a row. But still 16 games unbeaten. What? What? What do you think do you think it's a tactic or do you think it's just um uh, uh because of our style that we have only gone in once in those 16 games ahead uh, at half time and that was against blackpool which are were league 64 or something like that uh, in in the league cup do you think it's a tactic that we keep it tight and we try and put pressure on when they're tiring or is it just we haven't got any ideas to break teams down and they sit deep
2: um I, I saw sort of like a, somebody had a theory on Twitter um saying that Emery uses the first half to kind of gauge the opposition and figure them out um I don't buy that for a second I think that that's a nonsense um piece of logic there I think it's more uh, i I don't know I think is it's, it's I think it's a mentality thing. I think we're trying to conserve some some energy, um, for the second half, knowing that we can, you know, soak up pressure. Um, I don't, I don't like it. Um, at all. I prefer coming out and going at teams, especially when we're at home, you know, just, just to set the tone and get the fans engaged in the match. So when, when you're inviting teams on and when you're being sloppy in the first half, if you play a better side, they, they will take those chances and all of a sudden the game has gone away from you. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, as, as we progress in the season, it eventually goes away. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's teething problems, to be honest. Yeah, well, you said one player better too.
0: Sorry, Ferg.
1: Go on, go, on, Max. You go. No, I was just going to say I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that this is still essentially an Arsene Wenger team, as far as personnel goes. It's a it's an Arsene Wenger personnel in an Emery system, and I just wonder how quickly you can expect everyone to pick up these pattern plays, pick up these movement structures, pick up where they're meant to be and how they're meant to be there. I mean, you've seen it so much this year with Emory making halftime changes and technical changes and things happening. So I don't think it's by design. I don't think anyone could ever put in a tactic where they said, let's concede you know, a load of turnovers and bring pressure onto us and rely on Czech and rely on Leno in the first 25 minutes for us to finally get it together towards the end of the half and then come out and blitz them. One thing I will say is I think we look fitter than a lot of the other teams in the Premier League. And Crystal Palace was the first team that I thought went with us physically beyond 60 minutes. And we went, whoa, what's going on here? So a tactic on one hand, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I just think it's the way that we're playing and and the personnel that we've got. And I expect January to, to come along and, and change some big things for the club.
0: Is it a case of personnel okay. or lack of personnel? Because we just come along and we said about Danny Welbeck, one player... And we've got no options, really. We're trying to struggle to see who we can play on left or right, who we uh, can bring on. If we if we don't play Abamyang and bring, who you know, we we, we seem to have uh, starting eleven, twelve, thirteen players, but there's not an awful lot of depth beyond that.
2: No, I don't think there's enough. There's enough quality. If you really, if you look at it, I think you, I think it was you who mentioned um, again during the Wolves game where you looked on the bench and you're like, well, there's there's really not much to, to bring off that bench. Hence, while hence, we're saying like, you know, maybe starting a ban on the bench may be a good thing. Um, there's, there's a lack of quality. Um, and then you've got, you know, two players in the in Ramsey and Mkhitaryan who are off form and who have been off form since the start of the season. So that doesn't help. Fuck and Ramsey. then you're left with, oh, like, oh God, I, I cannot stand <laughs> Aaron I, I Ramsey.
0: I was going to get on. I was going to get on to that. You, you've offered him a bumper contract of ten point six Goal. million. Go take him. Fuck it off then.
1: Take it. Take it. Take it and take it in him. January. It's, Give me some money. It, he, he,
0: if he goes to Juve in January, he can sign with Juve, with with uh, whoever he wants in Europe, on a free and get a big signing on bonus. He can sit on the bench and rot, or he can go on loan somewhere, or he can do something. We're, we're not going to pay on We're not going to pay him
1: on loan. Yeah. No.
2: I don't Go. care what he does. I don't Stinking I do up the care joint. Fuck does. off.
0: That bumper contract is the same uh probably less than the contract Arsenal had on the table for him. And what uh, park that idea for a second. We'll we'll come back to that. Let's do the predictions <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> let's do the predictions of What did uh, I say? What did I say, I say
1: when you asked me the first time to come on? I said I don't wanna talk about Ramsey. I said anything but I said anything but talking about Ramsey. I'm done talking about this fucker.
0: let's do the predictions. We'll flick back to Ramsey then we'll move on to the other stuff. So, um we have a prediction. Uh Max, go with your prediction for the Bournemouth 3-1. game. Three one.
1: Three one. Looking for a response.
0: Three one to the Arsenal. Okay. Yeah, three one to the um, Arsenal. Mike Mike Ozil, Boston. Uh he's come with two one um to uh to the to the Arsenal. Um I've gone for Desmond. I've gone for another draw, 2-2. Two, two. Hmm. Go on the money.
2: Uh I I'm, I'm going to go with with a uh, esteemed stranger or uh, Boston Ozil. Uh I'm going to go with 2-1 to the Goons.
0: Okay, and just to let people know, well, because it's it's important that Gloat we let people know alert. how how Gloat the league is going.
2: Alert.
0: So our guests are currently on fifteen points. Uh, Mike in Boston is currently on sixteen points. Manny's on nineteen points. But guess what?
2: Glow alert! I'm winning twenty points. Mm-hmm. Manny second. Keep the energy. Keep it. <laughs> Wow, like you, that wheezing. You might want to get that checked out, bro.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, that's uh, forty cigarettes a day. Uh, don't smoke anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's yeah, like you, a bond villain. You, you've first. given up, haven't you? Um, I never really started. To be fair, um, it was more of a social thing that started to creep into uh, my day to day. So I was like, wait. So when I went to when I was in Over in in the States in September, i um, in that festival where it was just beers. Vodka and rum and then Bob Marley and and other stuff. <laughs> so it was just like everything, everything, just a, a combination of all of that and plus you know, constant constant fags. I was like, okay, you know what? Let me put these to bed. So yeah. It started to creep into my personal so yeah yeah i
0: i gave up it'll be 13 years in january and uh i had given up for about five or six years beforehand and started back again because i was originally a 40 a day i had my first cigarette when i was seven years of age can you imagine that
2: no i can't i can't i can't we need to have we need to sit down and then you, you know have what it was? I was i used
0: to stay at my uh, my gran in in dublin uh, in the summer holidays um and she'd be at gardening and she'd be digging around her lavender plants and I can see her now, digging around her lavender plants a fag hanging out of her mouth and she was more or less a chain smoker but she didn't bring her cigarettes out for us and she'd go, go inside, light me a cigarette don't inhale it and bring it out to me and don't tell your mum or dad but I never listened to any rules I inhaled
2: <laughs> Oh my god Oh my god
0: Right, Talk about shit Ramsey, come on Let's continue that one
2: Oh god, sure, Max, you can p- go
0: People, people are saying, get rid, uh, this, that, and the other. We're not going to get any money for him. Um, he was offered a contract. Why did we pull the contract? Is it down to his agents being over demanding and wanting big sign-on bonuses? Is it because he doesn't fit in the Emery style? Is it? I don't know. Far away, Max. You didn't want to talk about him, you I, are now. I,
1: I honestly believe that when Emery moved into the club, he believed that he could build a club around the players that we had. I have no doubt that that's what he believed. What I hope is that the reason why the contract got pulled is because Ramsey wouldn't play ball. And I've said for a long, long time, if this lad decided to play in a way that suited his style of football, that suited the player he should have been, which he should have been a connective number eight, in that magical season he had for us, when he decided he was a Galactico, which I still stand by as the worst thing that ever happened for him, when everything that come off his boot was going top bins. Worst thing that ever happened for him by far, right? But that season, he was still making four point something tackles a game and he was playing a connective number eight. Once he decided that he was so goal hungry that he wouldn't be positionally aware, he wouldn't be positionally or tactically aware as to when to stay and when to go. And we started trying to play him in a 10 and we realized he might not be athletic enough to bend lines in a 10, and he's not as technical enough as Ozil to find pinpoint balls in a 10, I hope that what we did was we looked at it and we said, no, for the money that we're going to pay you, for the however many millions of pounds we're going to pay you on this contract, I've forgotten what the exact number was, we can probably go and buy someone and we There's can 10 get point, them into the 10. team.
0: It's 10.6 million a year.
1: Yeah. So if we're going to give him a five-year contract, that's 50 million pounds of our money that we can go and spend on someone else, that we can go spend on the right winger that Manny and I were talking about before that we desperately desperately need. And I've said for a long time, some of his best football for me was off the right, but he just can't get it into his brain that that it's a team sport and it's not all about Ramsey. You even take this goal he scored, and I love what Manny was saying on the pod. uh, I forgot which one it was, a couple of pods ago. He was like, yeah, well, he was playing for himself on that magical goal he scored. And Uh, that's exactly what I... It's exactly what I said after the game. I said, fuck you, Aaron Ramsey, because that was 100%. Even the way you celebrated when you went to the crowd, that was 100% about you. So you can fuck off. He's stinking up the club. He's been stinking up the club for a long time. The way he plays, the way he doesn't fit into a system, I'd rather go get that lad that they were after in the summer, Benega, and give Granite Jacker someone to compete against in the number eight than hold on to Aaron. And the other thing is, my last bit just quickly it's not like we're actually losing money off him. It's not like we paid big money for him, and we're now getting rid of him and we've lost. We bought him through. How at much youth was level.
0: it? Was he ten or fifteen million?
1: He, he was. He was enough for a, a young lad coming through. I mean, manu, He was. He had pen on paper. I think the ink was about to go on the manu contract, and we went and pulled him out of there. But I just don't see it as a loss. I see it as the end of a journey, the end of a story. And as much as it might pain me, or as as much as we the same way it pained me with Jack Wilshire the same way it pains all of us when we bring through youth products and they don't work it's just time to go so just go and let's turn the page on this story
2: Matty? oh i like that i like that i like that that's that's a lot of the stuff i would have said except i would have been a lot more harsher um i think Aaron Ramsey is probably one of the most selfish lazy players that we've had at the club uh, especially in the last ten years or so, he's all about himself. You even see him on the pitch. Look, the game against West Ham, right? When Danny Welbeck spun, you Aaron Ramsey is behind him, holding his hands up, expecting Welbeck to pass it to him. Right? Ramsey is all about self. Okay, he is the la- he is the embodiment of of a Wenger type player. Like lacks discipline, selfish on the ball, lazy i'm so glad that we're finally getting rid of this dude he frustrates the life out of me he really does he should have been for a lot of people he should have been the one that should be starting ahead of xhaka right for the simple fact that he's he's got an engine on him he can put a tackle in he can make the pass when he when when he has to and like max was saying be that that connector in midfield. But he just can't be bothered. He wants the glory. He wants the the, the 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 shining light. He genuinely thinks that he's a star. The reason why he Ozil got the money that the money that he's on is because you can go to Asia, you can go to Africa, you can go to Australia, you will see a kid with an Ozil top on. Who the hell wants Ramsey on the back of their shirt? No one. Shaun uh, the Sheep exactly nobody wants this guy on the back of their shirts a lot of i i can't wait to be rid of this guy honestly and then he's the epitome, of Arsene and, the epitome of arson
1: wenger the epitome of
2: arson wenger he, he he really is. I would have expected you know Emery coming in. I've, I would have expected for him to to take that on board and want to show Emery, especially Emery coming out and saying Ramsey is is one of the key players in my squad. I want to build a team around him. I would have expected Ramsey to to gravitate to that, to grab that on and then take the ball by the horns and then go out there and get it. But he's proven to me what I've always felt about this guy selfish, lazy, undisciplined. I can't wait to see the back of him. We won't miss him. We will not miss him. He won't be just because he scored two FA Cup goals and then great that that's, that's super. I
0: was going to say, don't say we, because. In, in a lot of ways, I will miss the guy because I think he is a talent. I think he could. Uh, I think I'll pick up on what you said, Max, about him being a number eight. But I think he is a good number ten. And the problem that we've got an even better number ten in Ozil in the position. Uh, and you can't push. Old, you can't play the two players together. And neither one of them uh, are uh, less status. I'm trying to think of the the status isn't low enough to be on the bench all the time. You with players like that, you need to be playing them. I've had some great days at Wembley, courtesy of Aaron Ramsey and those goals. So for that, he'll always be, you know, as you said, he turned down Man United. He signed for Arsenal. He's a longer serving player at Arsenal. Um, maybe it's not going to work out for him. But for me, I will always uh, hold him in high, his de- high esteem. Ugh,
2: thanks for the, so thanks for the memories,
1: That's Aaron. Right. Thanks for the memories. That's what I have right. to say.
0: Changing the tone slightly. I have got a question of the week. Okay. Name two players that have played for Arsenal, Liverpool, and Chelsea in the Premier League.
2: Oh, I know this one. Right? You know, it it took me hours because I yeah. Sat but that's, here. That's,
0: that's that's unfair that you can come out that quick because let's give Max an opportunity. I okay. sent this to you by mistake last night,
2: okay.
0: uh, and uh, you you were just meant to get question of the week dot dot dot. But I actually put the question in there, which gave you time to Google it. I bet.
2: Nope, no googling. No okay. Google him. Max, hey, I've, had you got any idea? For, I've had this for
1: literally eleven seconds now. <laughs> and my brain has my brain has gone to mush. Thirteen. Yeah, 13 Fourteen. <laughs> Thank you, Ferg. Pressure's on TikTok, TikTok.
0: Do you want to, no, do, mate, should I'm we park done. it and we'll do a I'm bit done. of a chat? Park it, back?
1: park it and give me give me give me some time, Fergus. Give me some time okay. and another beer.
0: <laughs> don't say <laughs> beer. I haven't even got water. I've me water that was on my desk.
1: Hey, you know. should be on the tea, Fergus.
0: Exactly. I've had my I've had my tea this morning. Good
1: man.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 up early, guys. You know, I'm an early bird. Yeah, man, you're always putting stuff out on social media. That's my morning reading.
0: <laughs> you know, the amount of people I've been telling, oh fucking hell, six a.m. ping 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 ping, ping ping. ping <laughs> Fergus is awake.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you 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 need to get that out first because obviously you're going to be busy throughout the day, and not a lot of people are going to do it. Besides, when people get up and when people are getting ready to go work or wherever, and sitting on the train, you've got something to read. Yeah. yeah, I oh, did you. It. I, I, I had um.
0: I, I won't name who it was, but somebody had a pop yesterday about oh, you're posting something out of the Daily Star. How,
1: does it matter oh. what fucking
0: paper I put it out of? If it's oh. the Star, the Mirror, BBC, whatever. If
2: you don't like it, don't fucking read it. Well, Contents, come on, man. Content. It was. It was- it was coming out of the, the the Ozil Stockholm Syndrome victim, man. Like, like come on. Like, I mean, he, he, that guy will have a go at anyone for anything, especially if you bad mouth his beloved bug eyes. Like,
0: come on. <laughs> Honestly, this guy has Vaseline right by pictures of him.
2: I'm telling you, like Vaseline and, a, and an Ozil shaped dildo. Just and a ready sock. to go, man. I'm telling you. You're too oh, pain picture, it's crusty. Manny. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right, some of the questions
0: that we have on the Gouda debate. Um, This is funny. I shouldn't be laughing this much at fucking 8 o'clock in the morning. Fuck
2: (laughs) that. On a Monday morning. We're getting good at this, that's why.
0: Uh, uh, Actually, it's not Monday because this is going out on Friday. Oh, shit, we let let the cat out of the bag. Um, Just how much... Uh, have we missed Monreal and how replacing him long-term needs needs to be a priority? Max, this is your question. Off you go.
1: I think that a lot of what we've seen in in some of Arsenal's drop-off has coincided with Monreal coming out of the game. The, the podcast that Toby and I will do tonight, we're actually having a look at all of our man-of-the-match. So we do a man-of-the-match. We do a, a three-points man-of-the-match, two-points man-of-the-match, one-points man-of-the-match and then we do our negative one, two, threes, and we've actually correlated everything. We're going to have a good look at it. It will be really interesting to have a look at that and see where we've dropped off since Monreal's come out of the team. That guy is so consistent. He's Mr. Consistent. Even when he's shit, he's not that bad. There's nothing coming through to replace him. Kalasinak's a, a wing back at best. He's a fridge. He's too big. He's like a, a boxer or an MMA fighter who's carrying a load of muscle. If he doesn't get it done in the early rounds, in the early part of the game, he's not going to get it done. He gasses, he's slow on the turn. And this is a guy who I've got to admit I liked when he came in and and I like him when he goes forward and he does good things. But surely of everything that we're looking at and all the places we're looking at spending money, replacing this guy long-term, bringing someone in who's going to be a, and not a, a, what were we talking about, a a bloke from Liverpool a while ago, you know, to come in and and replace him who's shit. I mean, bringing in someone who's going to replace this guy because this guy put a guy who I loved, Kieran Gibbs, on the bench and then put Kieran Gibbs out the team. You know, someone who's going to come in and do that. It is so important for Arsenal at this point to cover that because Bellerin, who I had fallen out of love with, week in, week out, I'm falling in love with him again. And he's so young and he's going to go for so long for us. We've got to start looking at this left-back position. We've got to start covering Monreal long-term. It's what about crucial for the football club. I, I don't want to see Maitland-Niles play there. I mean, ultimately, Where's, I want to where see is Arsenal he going to play move. then? Well, ultimately, Arsenal needs to move into a four-three-three, And I think the, the future of Arsenal moving forward is going to be a Torreira, Gendouzi, Ainsley, Maitland-Niles midfield. Anyone who follows wow. me on Twitter knows I, I wax lyrical about Maitland-Niles. I see Diaby in him. I see Vieira in him. I see so much in him—pace and power—and he'll go past people. Someone put up a video of his highlights, and he was just exceptional. I don't want him at left back. I want him to come through. Yeah, and but be you talk about video—video video of
0: highlights. Um, Javinio, Shamak—they all look fantastic. No, no,
1: I know. But I, I've, I've, I mean, for a while, I was watching quite a lot of the under-21s, and I watched Maitland-Niles come through, and I was like, "This guy is—is is the business." But on the Montreal thing, it's got to be priority for us. It, I mean, above anything else coming through because we've seen we can't cover him with Lichsteiner, We can't cover him with Kalasnak unless we move into three at the back. And we don't have the centre backs to move into three at the back. So just just so important for me, beyond important.
0: And you say you watched lots of of the under twenty ones. Do you not see anybody in there that could break into the first team?
1: I think we've got to stop being so sentimental as Arsenal fans now. you know, For so long under Wenger, we've been about loving our youth players and loving these kids coming through, and that's important for me. Uh, It's really important for me as an Arsenal fan that I've got to see youth. For any manager coming in, for anyone coming in post Arsene Wenger, my main thing was I don't really care what you do with the team. I don't really care what you do with the style of the team. The main thing I need you to retain is that we're bringing through youth products. I don't want to rely on youth products anymore because the Premier League's moving beyond it. I don't think we're going to be able to get away with what we got away with 10 years ago. I think it's time to get in and buy some serious players in some serious positions. But we're
0: self-sustainable and all that bollocks?
1: Yeah, I think we can be self-sustainable and still bring in... I'm not saying I want to bring in an £80 million player, but I'm saying I want to bring someone in. You know, we've got Sven there. He's got the eagle eye. Sven, go get me a 22-year-old... Left back, who can come Hooker. in and play S- under oh, Monreal for another year. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Fucking hell, Fergus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Wow, you've you've really desecrated this podcast this morning. You should be ashamed of yourself, mate. It's warm in here, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> what, what's
0: your views on the Monreal situation? Anything to add on that?
2: Monreal is the most underrated player we've signed at the club for a long, long time. Honestly, I was so pissed off that the um, that Sean the Sheep got player of the, the, our player of the season last season when I thought Monreal is the most consistent player we have in, in that squad while everybody else was just going through the motions. Um, he gives us stability. Not only he knows when to go forward... And he's solid defensively as well. And to to pick up on Max's point, whoever comes in after Monreal needs to be solid. They're both aspects of the game as well. Because we have missed him so much down the left-hand side. Kolasinac is not good enough let's be real, he's not good enough. Um, We don't play that three at the back, so it doesn't allow him to to play in that win-back role where he can bump forward and not focus too much on coming back defensively. But he's not quick enough for the league. Um, He's not defensively sound. Even attacking sometimes, he's a bit sloppy. So, no, it's going to be crucial. It really is. I I like
0: the guy. Listen, as a a left-back, I remember seeing... Him two or three years ago, and I used to say to Hightower beside me, um, I used to say he, he, he does, like where Bellerin come under criticism, especially from me, about him going forward too much and doing much of the attacking play, he uh, forgot about his defensive duties. Uh, Monreal was the complete opposite. He actually looked after his defensive duties first and foremost and now under this new style and even towards the end of Wenger's era, he was getting forward a bit more and getting a few goals as well. You know, Bellerin hasn't got as many goals as him and yet again, you know, Maxis and and all of us are falling in love with with Bellerin again. So yeah, um, he's going to be difficult to replace. Um, I don't see anybody in the current squad of players that could replace him. I don't see him. Well, I think he's had a contract. Has he had a contract at the end of this season?
2: He is in a night. In a night, deal world. This get would, him to this sign again. What, this is yeah exactly. This is what would happen. You a year, maybe two years on the table because he's going to be thirty three, right? So let's say you give him a year because I'm, I'm guessing he will probably want to go back to Spain and play another couple of years before retiring. So let's say you give him a year, you get Kalasinak out the door, and you get a young left back. Who can then look at Monreal as the example? Because I think Monreal is the perfect professional to actually look at and go, okay, this is how you to play the position. Right. He's really made that his own in the last few years. And we and us as Arsenal fans he's gone under the radar right, a lot of the time. So bringing a young left back who can sit down so can sit out for a season and learn from Monreal and then there you've got the this, this succession plan for the left back position That that's in an ideal world that's what would happen
0: I'd, I'd give him more than a year I'd give him probably a three year contract and that means you have a sell on fee after a year 18 months you can sell him on for a cheap fee but sell him on to Spain and as a left back uh, he can play in the in, in the centre as well so he could easily be moved in as cover in the centre um, which he did towards the end of uh, Wenger's era um, so he he has the legs to keep going the next question that you have on your list, we 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 have uh, how much do we uh, how much uh, how much do we miss Danny Welbeck? I think we talked about cover that when we started, um, and what do we do about Abamyang? I think we covered that one as well. Would you agree, Max? Since there were your questions,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, just quickly on the Danny Welbeck thing, I, I think there was a lot. Of talk out there about moving this guy on and selling this guy and taking these shithouse numbers for him. And I, I've said for, for quite a while now, I actually think that it's easier to go into the market and buy a top flight player and secure them than to go into the market and buy a player of that quality who's happy to sit on the bench. You know, you're not going to find another guy. His pace genuinely makes people brown themselves. When he comes on, his pace, his power, any time Emory's needed an injection this year, and it's not like Danny's been the third choice or the fourth choice. He's been first person, kitted and on the pitch when we've needed goals, not holding out uh, not holding out leads, not bringing him on just to hold up. We've been bringing him on and saying, go get us a goal. Go fuck shit up. Go get in there and do something because he's so big and he's so strong. And I just think, I think it's think- maybe been a little bit underplayed how much we're going to miss him This year, and if it was me, I said it a week ago. I've been saying it all year. You know, I think he's an Emery-style player a lot more than what some of the other guys are. I'd like to see him given, at least now with his injury, a year extension to come back, prove himself. And if he ends up doing well, great. If we end up buying someone else and they end up being world-class, great. But I just think we're going to miss him horribly for this time he's out. And as much as everyone can crap on about Eddie, he's not really done anything yet. So you've got potential versus proven, and I don't think that Eddie's potential is there yet, especially in light of the fact he's been almost completely frozen out for the season.
0: And he's he's very slight in comparison to the bulk of Danny. But your point there about signing a player like Danny Welbeck for sixteen million, which was a steal in my view, and was some uh, a, a good move. I know I know Wenger didn't want him. Um, and that was done, I think, by Gazidis over, over Wenger's head, one of the first moves against, uh, against him. Um, but that's where Tottenham struggle because they've got such, uh, had such a strong sort of starting 11 12 last season. Anybody who was going to go to Tottenham was going to go to sit on the bench and, a player to go sit on the bench will say, Yeah, I'll sit on the bench, but you give me 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 million a week and I'll do it. And, and Tottenham won't pay that level of, of money to sit on the bench. So incredibly it was, difficult
1: it, to find yeah. people who are willing to sit on the bench and willing to be part of something that is, you know, part of the machine rather than being the part of the machine. Go find someone anyway wants to come in and who wants to start you go park them on the bench and you say i'm only going to give you 25 games a year a guy like danny welbeck becomes invaluable especially now that he's getting older and he must realize his body's probably not up to the rigors 25 games a year yeah but i mean 27 turns into 30 really quickly ferg especially when you've had as many tell many me about games. it yeah, <laughs> groins gro- groins hamstrings you know it was a completely off top. it was a, a, a interview I watched with Mike Lowen when Mike Lowen spoke about the first time his hamstring went ping and the fact that he knew at that point he'd never be the same. You know, so to find guys who are of that class with that scoring power, his England record's amazing, his Arsenal record's not even that bad for minutes played and he's still going to go, I reckon this year if he hadn't got injured he would have got us between 12 and 15 goals all competitions. 12 and 15 goal striker, you're probably going to pay 40 million, 30 million, And you're talking about going and pinging him off for 16 million. Offer him a contract. Get on there. were
0: They were going to sell him, the, the rumor was 10 million to Palace. Uh, ridiculous. Even if you even if you gave him a two, three year extension on his contract, even in his current situation, okay, you couldn't probably sell him now, but even giving him a contract now, it's not money. It's not dead money because you'll get 10 million back from Easy. Uh, and to buy a replacement player, as you said, you're looking at about 30, 40, 50 million.
1: Such is the nature of the premiership now. Yeah. You know, just just so difficult to go and get these players. Everything's so inflated. Everyone's inflated. You know, you would even look at it now and you'd say Lacazette was a steal. Aubameyang was a steal. I don't even think you'd go get a striker of Lacazette's value for that money, let alone a striker of Aubameyang's ability for that money, you know, for that 55, 60 million pound. So, I mean, if Welbeck's not worth 30 million pound in the current market, granted, without the injury... You know, then the world's gone crazy.
0: The last question we've got on here is um, the granite conund- conundrum. I <laughs> <laughs> need like this one. Mm. What what do we do with a kid called Granite?
2: We get rid. That's all we do. We get rid. He's not Words good enough. Words out of my mouth, Manny. Words out He's of my mouth. He's not good. you didn't watch the Liverpool game. I don't give a damn. I don't. I don't care because we saw. Exactly what what Granite Xhaka can do against Wolves. Granite Xhaka and Mustafi are the same type of player. Right, one minute they'll be amazing, the next you just want to throttle them. And if we like, honestly let's t- take the rose-tinted glasses off, Xhaka fans. Right? Now I'm talking to Xhaka fans like directly. Take the rose-tinted glasses off. The guy is an accident waiting to happen every single time. He's slow. He does not have a football brain. You know how what Alan Hansen said about Walker? Uh, Walker didn't have a football brain. If somebody tells me that Granit Xhaka has one, then you are out of your mind. If you want to be top, right? If you want to compete for the Premier League, Granit Xhaka is not the guy who's going to get you there. Look at all the other big teams in the Premier League. Would he get in the midfield? The answer is no. Fuck no. Straight up no. No. He's a liability. He's an accident waiting to happen, right? And if he's in the team just because, and I said this before, if he's in the team just because he can pass a ball, then he shouldn't be in the team at all. I watched- so,
0: so why does a world-class manager uh, in Arsen Wenger, a world-class manager in... <laughs> uh, You You, you can giggle, but the fact is they have achieved, forget about whether you like Wenger or not Wenger at the end, but the guy was, he he was and still is, he has a footballing brain. Yeah, he definitely has a footballing brain.
1: (laughs) He doesn't have a footballing body. On our podcast, we nicknamed him Lieutenant Dan because he
2: hasn't got any legs. He hasn't got the legs and he hasn't got the brain to play that. Why is Look Wenger
0: at- and, and, and Emery picking him? He, he's starting on the the starting eleven every game. He played every game last season and he's played every game this season.
2: He's the best they that have we've no got. no other choice. Exactly. He's the best, best that we've got. They have no other choice. We've got choice. no one else. No other choice. Exactly. And, and as, long as, versus- Ozil, as long as we're yeah.
1: carrying Ozil in this team, we have to play two behind him. can't play a 4-3-3 as long as we're carrying Ozil in this team. And that exactly. number eight role, he's making 150 touches a game, right? That number eight role needs to be the best player for us on the pitch. The exactly. best player but for us on the pitch. Couldn't
0: we have put, rewind, couldn't we put Ramsey in that position then? No, because he'd have fucked
1: off beyond the striker, tried to take everyone on and then stayed up there on the poxy bloody byline trying to get a tap in.
2: Exactly. But if he was Ramsey's told and discipline. did what he was told... No, he's indisciplined, and he's he's proven that time and time again. Right? you can't play Ramsey in that number eight role. It's as simple as that. I watched France versus um, the Netherlands um, on the other day, right? I think it was on Friday, right? And when the Netherlands completely battered France, by the way, it was a hard game to watch. But there was a there was a guy in there called Frankie De Jong, right? He's not the biggest guy, you know. He's he's not the biggest guy in terms of height and in terms of you know bulk. But what he does, right, is what people define as a deep-lying playmaker, where he gets the ball and he moves it on. He reminded me of Xavi in that position. Gets the ball, moves it on, doesn't lose it, knows his pass, can drop a shoulder, can move in that number eight. No,
0: no, 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 no. club-wise. Oh, Ajax. Plays for Ajax,
2: right? You you know the Dutch. You know the Dutch and their plays. They always they always have gems, right? So I looked at him, I watched him play. He was man of the match, right? If we're looking at somebody who can play that number eight role and, and and take us to the next level, a player like that is what we should be going for. A player that can combine the passing with a little with a tiny bit of physicality because he was putting tackles in on Kante for God's sake. You know what I mean? So if we're going to go to the next level. Well, having players like Xhaka and the Mustafis is not going to get us there.
1: Okay. 100%, Mandy. 100%. If we're going to go into this starting to think of ourselves as a top four club again, let alone a top two club, I mean, we might be five years away from being a top two club. We've we got to start thinking about getting back into the Champions League. And if that mm-hmm. means selling players while they have value, because we've been a bad selling club, and I think a lot of clubs would look at Granite Jacker now and say he's good enough some of the time, to go and get it, to go and be that player. But for us in the Premier League to be a top four club right now, we cannot have a guy who has such an expanse between his ceiling and his floor. And if the Liverpool mm. game and the Wolves game didn't prove that, then people have, have blinders on at the moment. They can't see. But I've been saying for a long time, even this year, I've been saying from it's only Torreira that's making him a better player at the moment. It's yep. only Terrera mopping it's everything a team game. up for him at the moment. I know it's a team game, Ferg, but the fact of the matter is is the guy he like his brain can't send signals to his feet fast enough when he's under pressure. So in an open mm-hmm. game where he's got time and he can pick a pass, he looks magic. The second he gets put under pressure, he's one footed, he's got the turning circle of a jumbo jet, he doesn't want the ball in tight spaces. And I guarantee you, if you look at all of his stats, and stats lie, we know stats lie. I listen to, to you know, Arsenal Vision and listen to Scott on Arsenal Vision and, you know, with all the stats and everything that's going on, and I keep saying, I wonder what the stat is for how many times Xhaka's cock-up leads to a goal, because where he loses the ball and when he loses the ball is always dangerous. And his passing stats are always going to look great when he's hitting 120 of them a game. It doesn't matter whether five, if those five passes that he misplaces per game, a dogshit passes to no one, where he's given up the ball and they turn into goals, and that two of those five passes turn to goals, Arsenal aren't winning games. So it's time preach. to end the whole Shaka debate for me.
2: Preach, preach, preach. Couldn't mm. have said it better myself. If, if people, people want to look at, look at mm. players who can play that Jacques position, then three come to mind immediately. Frankie de Jong, Ever Benega, even though he's, he's a bit older and he's pushing on a little bit, but he plays that role superbly. And Jeffrey Condombier over Valencia, who combines pace, power with defensive know-how. Do your research.
1: Bit of time, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles.
2: Bit of time. Agreed.
1: I, I believe in him that much. Bit of time that lad could get in. I'd love to see him go on alone, out to Germany, somewhere where he's going to get game time and come back and do the business. Yep.
0: And I think that's a route that a lot of players need to go. Uh, they need to go to Germany, they need to go to Portugal, they need to go to Spain, because youth are not going to get a chance in the Premier League because of all the things we said earlier about the demands of the uh, Premier League and, and and so on and so forth. Right, you have had 22 minutes to think about this.
2: Question no, mate, of the I'm week.
1: Done. I'm done. I'm out. I've had three beers and baked my brain in the sun for three and a half hours on a golf course, mate. Yeah, I Look Yossi. forward to Manny's answer.
2: Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, Yossi Benayoun and Le Sok.
0: <laughs> yes. So Nicholas it was and uh, Nicholas and Elka. Nicholas ah. and Elka, who played for Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal, uh, as did Yossi
2: Benayoun. Yossi Benayoun. Yes, sir. It took me ages to figure that out. Uh, I was playing Red Dead Redemption for hours yesterday right and <laughs> while i'm while i'm killing cowboys and skinning animals i'm like who the hell played for us to live for in chelsea All right and i had the three-year-old running around and and playing pepper pig in the background you know the, the, the oh listen the beauty of of nieces and nephews is that you get to give them back right? that's the beauty of it so while she was running around i'm sitting there going damn who the hell Play for Chelsea, Arsenal and, and Liverpool. It took me ages, but yeah, got it in the end.
0: Good. Guys, as I say in the industry, because we're now professionals and pros, that's a wrap. <laughs> it
2: is a wrap, yeah. A uh, uh, you, you have very, been very listening
0: much. to Guns and Yellow Ribbons I'm with myself, Fergus. Uh, Le Sulk himself, Manny. Fuck and, off. <laughs> and our, our, our very own Crocodile Dundee.
1: There you go. There you go, mate.
0: Yeah. A Wollamaroo will- uppercut Do you know what that is?
1: I actually don't know what that is We do not ride kangaroos to work over here And crocodiles <laughs> will eat you And it's true Almost everything here will eat you or sting you But you've got to go out into the bush to find them this is why Actually I am at the golf course sharing. today There was a sign saying If you hit your ball into the long grass Do not go in You will be bitten by tiger snakes
2: Oh, see, see right there, right there I just is took my the, feet off the ground. <laughs> the, right there is the reason why we'll never go to Australia. You can park your backside to to give birth to Tottenham fans, and somebody will come up there and bite you. No, <laughs> uh-uh, I'll stay over here. I'm good. Stay and there. You're where over nothing in,
1: bites you, manny. Where nothing can get you.
0: Yeah, you're over in March, you said, didn't you?
1: I think yeah. We've we've got a wedding that we're we're coming over for, and I've never been to the Emirates. So uh, I'll be pulling every string I can to to get over there hopefully in March. And uh, Do we know what games finally, are around finally that time? to a game. I had a look. There's a, a couple of big games and a couple of small games. So I think I'll probably aim for one of the smaller games, one of the different the, – is it the lower category game or the higher category game? One of the ones where not so many people are going to go to
0: although fulfilled- even even Huddersfield was hard to get tickets for and that's a catsey against one of the bottom bottom teams in the in the league so you know it seems people are wanting to um are wanting to come and see us oh yeah you've got away to tottenham home manchester united away to wolves newcastle on the 30th of march that would be your your game, our Europa I mean, the League.
1: Dr- the dream would be a, a Tottenham game, but I've I've resided myself to the fact that getting tickets for that's going to be pretty much impossible.
0: Uh, Mr. Hurl, are you listening? There we go. Let's see what happens. It's at Wembley we still, go. isn't it? It depends. It depends if they're still at Wembley. Lots of people just hate the place and just won't go. But if it's at the new Shiteart Lane Stadium, whatever is going to be named, I don't know. The- The trick or trade, or checker trade, stadium, or something like that, or you know, um, then uh, a lot of people want to go and see the new, new stadium. Right, guys, we've overrun. You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. Check us out on gunsandyellowribbons.com. All our other contents on there. Max, really, thanks very much for joining in. Um, It's been a pleasure having you on. And Manning, as usual. All right. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.